Welcome to the Hats All We Know podcast, your host Chris and David. If this is your first time with us, welcome. If you're a returning listener, welcome back and you know the drill. We go through four random facts that we each find interesting throughout the past week, starting always off with a hat fact. Um, we just, in America, we just celebrated Thanksgiving, so I'm, I'm assuming I've gained about five to seven pounds. I mean, yeah, that feels that feels about right. The The main goal of Thanksgiving, I think, is to eat as much as possible until that still allows you to wear pants. Stretchy pants. Sweatpants are the key. Yeah. If you can still feel like you can, you know, walk somewhere, I feel like that's typically you failed your goal. If, yeah, if you don't finish your meal and have to go immediately, like, just lay down. Which is the perfect time to then go watch people that are significantly more athletic than you ever will be in your life run around for an hour. Or attempt to in the cases of the first game. No, the Lions will still be running around chasing after and trying to tackle people. I didn't say that they'd be playing football. I said running around. I've made that very clear. Oh, okay. I also like yesterday, somebody said that the Lions had their first loss in three weeks. Of those three weeks, one was a bye, so they didn't play. Yep. Another was a tie. Mm Mm-hmm. So it's not technically a loss, and then this was the loss. Yep. They haven't won this year. I just like how they phrased that it was their first <laughs> loss in three weeks. Look, look at the bright side. Look at the bright side. Oh, yeah. Speaking of bright sides, um, nope, no transition there. So I was, I was going to go with Mr. Brightside and then try to, you know, walk my way over. I was curious how you were going to get from Mr. Brightside to hats. Yeah. Well, I'm Mr. Brightside, and why did the Puritans have buckles on their hats? Like that transition? Yeah. <laughs> Why do they have a buckle on their hat? Yeah, so the pilgrims, right? Yeah. I'm, Puritans. I'm honestly impressed that the buckle was accurately there, considering what we did to other his- historical hats. Like what hat? Uh, mainly the Vikings. I'd, I'd kind of just assume that paintings of the pilgrims, you know, maybe we just added a buckle because it looked cool. Is that your final answer? Well, you asked why did they have a buckle on their hat, which makes me think they really had a buckle on their hat. I'm trying to give you a hint. Is that your final answer? I'm going to go with yes. Yes, you're right. Wow. Who would have thought? That, that was a fantastic guess with no product. So they didn't actually wear buckles on their hats or anywhere on them. Like belts didn't have buckles, shoes didn't have buckles. Wait, how did a belt work without a belt, without a buckle? If you tie it, just a piece of rope. Okay, that's a rope. It's a belt. When, when were leather belts invented? They didn't have leather in the 1600s? No, most of their clothes were leather or um, your favorite material. Ah, they didn't have extra leather to afford to make a leather belt. They did. It's just belts are actually fairly intricate, like the square, and then you have to have the pin that you pin around the short side (laughs) and then have to thread the uh, punch a hole in the belt for the pin, lay it over, and then uh, secure it on the backside, whereas a rope's just a rope. So why did we add a buckle? Like most historical rewrites, it came from Victorian-era England, when it seems to be most people agree that they it seems to have been added around then just because they thought it looked better. Well, c- considering that the Puritans left England for, like, religious freedom, are we sure it's not just because the, the English thought a buckle looked stupid? No, we're not, honestly. I guess they thought it fit better. Because they didn't exactly leave kind of, like, on choice, some of them. Yeah. <laughs> from what I remember. Yeah, no, they were fairly conservative end of the Church of England, hence Puritans, and they left out of religious freedom, and then when they arrived, they didn't pack food, didn't know how to hunt, didn't were too late to grow anything, and yeah. Great planning. What great plan? Exactly what you need. You know, that's why we have the Oregon Trail game. Yes. Yeah, they should have played the Oregon Trail video game from the 1990s, Yeah, it right? really helps you with planning on what to bring. Yeah. Just make sure you don't get dysentery, and you're good. Yeah. Yeah, the actual hat is called the, um, I'm going to butcher this. You got this. <laughs> you have more faith in me than I do. 
Capotion? Capotion, okay. Capoatin? I'm gonna go with Capoatin hat. Okay. Or say, it's Capoatin, Capatin, Copoatin. Essentially, the first vowels can either be an O or an A. <laughs> okay. Uh, in any really order, but it's not, except, uh, it can't be Capate. Anyway. They can essentially be an O or an A, because spelling uh, being unified is a fairly modern concept in the history of the English language. It's unified in the English language now? Yeah, Webster's. Okay. Like, there is a correct spelling. Okay. The fact that there there is a correct spelling, not that anyone knows how to use it, um, is a fairly modern concept. But, yeah, they uh, essentially look like a sort of top hat-ish, but... Uh, also called a sugar loaf type of hat. Oh, okay. Anyway, it's basically just like a relatively tall crown, flat top, wide brim, typically black. But also, regarding things that are in paintings but not in real life, they didn't all just wear black. They also wear blue. Blue, red, green, like, colors. And we know this from uh, historical documents of people's wills, where they list out the, you know, items that they left behind, as well as the price. Of each item. But a person wearing a green hat wouldn't look as cool. With every oh, the hats were typically black. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, hey, what do you have against green hats? Uh, it might just be out of places. Everyone else has a black hat and you're, you're over there and like, with your green. Yeah. Starting a trend. Looking cool with your green hat. I would like to point out that uh, if even if they did have a, a buckle, I mean, a, hats now kind of have a belt. Yeah, the, the back. Yeah, that's basically a belt. Yeah, and also typically hats have like, especially hats with like a very tall crown to them, usually have like some sort of ribbon or something around it with like a bow or something along those lines. So it's not super out of place that that could exist. It just didn't, if that makes sense. Well, what, what would you have stored in your belt buckle on your hat? What would I have stored in it? What, what, what would you have tried to put? It has to have some purpose if it's there. You can't just have a buckle on your hat. Are you sure? Yeah. What's the bow for then? Because <laughs> it's not the ribbon. <laughs> they tape the ribbon around and then tape a, or glue a bow on top of the ribbon. Don't know. I guess I would use the buckle to uh, more effectively slap people. <laughs> um, because I feel like the metal metal there would do more. Would, would do a little bit more. Uh, damage. Yeah, that, that's what I would go with. How about you? I would try to keep, like, a card there or something. You know, put, like, the key to my house. Ooh. Honestly, that's not a bad idea. I never leave my hat behind, so that way I'd never get locked out. Yeah. <laughs> as long as you have your hat, you're good. And I definitely am going to have my hat. It's just which hat? Yeah, that's your issue. You can't have do it. I put it. Do I put a key in every hat? That way I make sure I have it. Buy a house. Can, can I get 120 of these keys made? Why? I don't like 60 of my hats, actually. Um. Wait, what? Ne never mind. Uh, nope, never mind. J just yes or no. I, I mean, I guess you own the house, so sure, but what? You gotta make sure that, you know how they have, like, the keys with the, the fun images on them? Yeah. You gotta make sure that the key image matches the hat, right? Like, you you can't get, like, a Yankees key and stick it in an Orioles hat. That's just, can't, you can't do that. Yeah. Or, like, a key with, like, a sunset on it with, like, an owl. Okay, that's actually not too horrible. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, we'll move on from uh, the Puritan hats and their non-existent belt buckles to uh, somebody that did exist. Sarah Joseph Hale. Oh, Hale, no. Is widely considered as the mother of Thanksgiving. Okay. In the United States. Okay. Before that, no one said thank you. For it because she got she lobbied for several decades to get it as a national holiday, a federal holiday. Okay. George Washington said we should give thanks to the Lord. If I remember correctly. Well, when we became a country, we had several days of thankful celebrations. If I remember correctly, it was, he was the one that suggested November 26th as the thank you to the Lord. I believe so, yes. His fellow, if 
founding fathers, John Adams and James Madison, issued similar proclamations of their own. And then uh, it ended with Thomas Jefferson. That feels like a lot of things end with Thomas Jefferson, honestly. He felt the religious connotations surrounding the event were out of place in a nation founded on the separation of church and state. Wait, the U.S. is separated? Has church and state separated? Yeah, it's supposed to. Ooh, somebody might want to tell half of the U.S. The U.S. that. Yeah, but before she became known as the uh, mother of Thanksgiving, she also uh, wrote a very famous poem and nursery rhyme. What nursery rhyme did she write? Oh, come on. Twas the night before Christmas. No. Okay. It's, it's it's not a Christmas one or a Thanksgiving one. It's actually, it's just a random nursery rhyme, but... Wait, it's not a Thanksgiving one either? She's the mother of Thanksgiving. She got it successfully lobbied in 1863 when Abraham Lincoln declared it a national holiday, which the South didn't like. Yeah, weird. <laughs> they thought it was just the North trying to... <laughs> do more stuff for this against the south i mean i know that officially it was because there was a lot of well andrew jackson just as a general rule but also just a lot of hate towards native americans still of how dare you own the land that i murdered you off of yeah um and so it was a attempt to broker peace sort of but yeah no i can definitely see it just being another screw you to the south she, she also was a uh editor of a very influential magazine cody's lady book and she used her platform to support other causes besides getting thanksgiving as a holiday such as abolishing slavery and later colonization freeing african-americans and sending them to africa okay that one I think depends on the sentiment and the, is it a leave now or we will allow you to go? You know, I think they're very clear on not making that distinction in this article on purpose. Ah, yep. At first that sounds fine. And then you go, well, how many of them, how many of the people at that time were actually from Africa or have close ties? Yeah. Uh, she also helped preserve George Washington's home and financially supported the construction of the Bunker Hill Monument. And she did not support women's suffrage because it would limit women were in politics. It would limit their influence in home. She was a very interesting person. Yeah, she, um, I mean, she had her opinions, it seems, and stuck to them. Yep. Which I appreciate. Yeah. So what nursery rhyme do you think she wrote that we have all said in our life? Three blind mice. Close. Mary had a little lamb. Honestly, I just figured that was from England because England or Wales because everything's sheep. <laughs> like there's just because of how much of England was supported by sheep. I just figured that they did that as like a, I don't know, propaganda uh, yeah. of like, protect these sheep. That's three blind mice, not Mary had a little lamb. But yeah. you know the idea of what I'm going for. It was originally known as Mary's lamb in 1830. Wait, did she live in that state? In Mary's lamb? Uh, you know, let me, let me, let me see here. I don't think so. I think she lived in New York. That feels like a missed opportunity. She could have lived in Mary's land. She could have, but she didn't want to marry time. Marry time? Yeah. Oh, this stupid motto. Oh. <laughs> I just, I keep purging that from my memory. Also, when uh, we had the declaration shortly after, in the summer of 1863, we had a proclamation of a day of thanks after the battles of Gettysburg. And then on September 28th, it was, uh, she wrote a letter saying, you should just make it a national holiday. And that's when we went back to, like, Washington with the last Thursday in november but once it did get moved up a week Why? in 1939 president fdr briefly moved thanksgiving up a week in an effort to extend the already important shopping period before christmas and spur economic activity during the great depression sure thanksgiving was going to be super late that year like november 30th so he didn't think a month was enough time for people to get money to get christmas presents and everything mm. well so a lot of the black friday deals now with last year with covid they made it like a month long yeah what do you mean it's black friday month yeah and then they were there was like a 
what was it, like 6 to 8% increase in spending or revenues or whatever last year during November and December. And so this year they were like, yeah, no, definitely. Can we, let's do that again. I don't, I don't need to have our store open on Thanksgiving. That way we can look better and get more money. Well, I know Walmart this year is their Black Friday online started like Monday, but in-store doesn't start till Friday morning, I believe. That's a weird distinction to make. Yeah. <laughs> On, That's just a really weird distinction to make. Online versus in-store. Yeah. You can get a 70-inch TV for uh, like $300, but there's only like 10 per store. And I'm like, and this is where you get the videos of people fighting each other over a TV. I mean, you can carry it. I'm scrappy. I feel like we got this. Also, that is just a massive TV. Yeah. Like, absolutely massive. At a certain point, you kind of have to wonder, in 10 years... Is it just going to be, here's a movie theater you can buy for $200? I think we're close to that. I mean, you can get projectors, projectors now. Oh, don't worry. I've looked into it. Don't worry. For uh, Game of Thrones ninth season, when they remake the eighth, you'll uh, buy a projector for that one. I mean, honestly, all of the Marvel uh, or, you know, movies that are released on HBO, which is actually, their name actually makes sense now. It's actually a home box office. They did it. It's miraculous. They did it. It, it took how many years, but they finally got there. Honestly, at this point, I think we just need the sub woofer uh, downstairs. Okay. However, I have not yet found that on a Black Friday deal, mm. and I don't want to pay seven fifty for it. it, it Maybe Cyber Monday. I'm really hoping that it, it goes on sale because i think a subwoofer would be great but i don't think it would be 750 dollars great we already have surround sound we're that's fine we're good we're good for my second fact we are going up up and away with the macy's day P parade balloons oh okay not macy's thanksgiving day it's macy's day parade pretty sure it's thanksgiving there's a word thanksgiving's in there is it yeah and it ends with santa it does and that's when normal people that aren't me start listening to christmas music I mean, I heard an advertisement in October for it, so. There's a, the local, like, Top 40s channel starts playing Christmas music at noon on Thanksgiving. Okay. Because that's theoretically about the time that Santa goes past. Yeah, if they're not behind, which they always are. Right, so. In that case, it's just a, it's kind of like in a thriller movie when they go into a minor chord and you're like, oh no, the killer's coming. <laughs> you just hear, you know, Santa Claus is coming to town and you're like, is he? He is. Look, they guessed it correctly. But anyway. What I want to talk about is the balloons. Now, there have been some spectacular mishaps with the balloons over the years. And by spectacular, I mean really bad. Like, somebody went into a coma. There, there have been people that have been severely injured. Oh. However, there have also been balloons lit on fire. Oh, I didn't see any of that. I was because I was also looking up balloons. Okay. I just, 1997 was a rough year for the balloons. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of rules happened after 1997. Yeah. Every every time it hits a lamppost, they uh, add a new rule or a high high electric wire. That was when it caught on fire. I was gonna, that's gonna catch on fire because that's helium. Yeah, it's helium, like the Hindenburg. Yeah. You know, spark helium. <laughs> high electricity, high electric wire, helium. <laughs> anyway, how much helium? Does it take to fill up a Macy's Day Parade, excuse me, balloon? What units am I supposed to guess in? Uh, like it's cubic meters? I can probably convert as long as it's a form of volume and you don't go like 14 seconds. Well, what unit do you have your answer? Because I can just guess in that unit. I'm trying to find the tab. Okay. Because it's going to be a super high number no matter what the unit is. Oh yeah, it is. Because after 1997, they have a maximum of, they can only be 78 feet tall, like 50 feet wide. Cubic feet of helium. Cubic feet. If it, do, do would you like the minimum cost uh, as of 2019? Sure. 
to fill each balloon. Sure. Five thousand, uh, five hundred, ten thousand dollars. Oh, I was five thousand. I'm like, that's that's reasonable. But five hundred thousand, well. Yeah, five thousand. You could probably get a group together and and fill a balloon. Yeah. Five hundred thousand. Uh, if you can get a group together, invite me. Uh, I'm gonna go with five hundred million cubic feet because they're massive and there's a lot of them. Well, so for each balloon. Oh, for each balloon. Okay. Two point five million cubic feet. Oh uh, no, actually, uh, less. Oh. It's under a million? Yeah. I guess helium isn't very dense. You probably don't need as much. Well, the density doesn't quite matter because you're still filling up the space of the balloon. I'm going to go with uh, 500,000. Yeah, that's that's square in the middle. It's about, I figured it'd be about maybe a dollar per uh, cubic foot. Yeah, it's that's that's square in the middle. It's uh, 300,000 to 700,000. Oh, okay. Depending on the balloon. Probably the shape of the balloon. The shape of the balloon, the size of the balloon. Like How they actually get, like, do the balloons is really interesting because they make a clay model of it first and then paint it to make sure it looks right and then they start cutting the fabric, uh, which is polyurethane. However, for a couple years, there was a helium shortage, so they used air and cranes. How'd that work out for them? I mean, they went back to helium, so obviously not the, not the best, but it worked. Okay, but usable. Yeah, they were also made out of rubber at one point, but the uh, what at the end of each parade, they essentially just kind of open up the balloon, release all the helium, mm-hmm. and then store the balloon. They used to just let them go. Yeah, at, they used to just let them go after the parade, and they would all they would put postcards on the balloons and offer a reward to anyone that returned them. And at one point, they couldn't find one of them because they think it went o- out over the ocean, mm. so they uh, quadrupled the reward. Still was not returned. It was very unfortunate. Yeah, no, the unfortunate was 1997 where they made all the rules after because one balloon got stuck on a lamppost. The balloons hitting lampposts is the cause of most of the injuries. Barney got his stomach sliced open. Yep. And the police had to... Uh, uh, Bugs Bunny, I thought. No, I thought, I thought it was Barney. Either way, one of them. The police had to stab Pink Panther to get it stable. But um, but um, but um, ow! And then they said, maybe we shouldn't constantly make these bigger. Yeah. Also, in 1932, a 22-year-old woman was learning how to fly a plane and was piloting with her instructor over the parade, it seems, uh, Jamaica, Queens, when a 60-foot tomcat floated into view, quote, like a sea serpent out of its native element, which, uh, thank you, New York Times, for letting me know that a sea serpent is out of its native element in the sky. Why are you flying a plane over the parade if you're just learning? That seems like a terrible place to learn to fly there's so many buildings you could hit too you know what i can't i don't have anything for that one i can't disagree also macy's apparently said that they would not award prize money to aviators who tried tried to down the balloons with propeller blades i think is a joke but also i think they wanted to make sure that people didn't try to do that in the future to rip up their balloons weren't they grounded a few years ago because it was too windy yeah so if the winds uh go higher then, uh, where is it? Nope, not that tab. Not that tab. That's the parade route. Nope, that's how much of the annual reserve it uses of helium every year. Which is, by the way, about 0.0005% of the... Nope, but my bad. That's the amount of helium in the air. It, it, use, it uses about 1% of the annual reserve just to do the parade. And the other 95% goes for birthday balloons. Well, obviously. Well, actually, superconductors are the main source of helium usage in the U.S. In 1997, winds were 43 miles an hour. Yeah, it was windy. Uh, and Cat in the Hat also got quit. Sorry, Quick Bunny, not Bugs Bunny. Ah. Um, and Cat in the Hat were were all um, involved in accidents. <laughs> accidents, like they Yeah, again, one of them led to a woman in a coma. It's gotta be. How much of an arm workout do you think it is to hold that string for the? How long is the parade route? Four ish miles. I think it's less about the distance and more about the time. Well, because you have to. You're constantly moving and wait for the performance in the square. Move 
and wait for the performance in the square. Yeah, uh, as we called it in marching band, uh, hurry up and wait. Take a step. All right, another performance. Okay, okay. No, 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 okay. Does Macy's also pay for this? Like, is it the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade because they're the title sponsor? Like, could it be up for grabs? Yeah, they, they are the title sponsor. I, well, I don't think it's ever going to be up for grabs, but uh, they are the title sponsor. Like, they are the ones that put it on. They they pay all the full-time staff, so on and so forth. Everything's up for grabs with enough money. You know what? You're probably right. However... S- Staples Center is going to be Crypto.com Center in a month. Sure. I like how we went from Staples to, like, the most mundane physical object to cryptocurrency. An office supply store. <laughs> Well, the cryptocurrency yeah. offered $700 million over 20 years. So one Bitcoin. Yeah. What was the question? I'll be honest, I forgot. Well, if you remember, please let me know. I will I will let you know. Hit us up on Twitter, Instagram, and I will, I will let you know. Or Chris will find out when he's listening to this again, tell me, and then we'll tweet it out. But also, there is a weight restriction for being one of the people that carries the balloons. Probably have to be a minimum like 160. 120. Okay. Which I find hilarious. If it's strong enough when you're under 120, you might not be carrying the balloon very well. You might still be holding onto the rope. That's not that's not the issue. <laughs> we don't think that you won't be holding onto the balloon. Also, on uh, not the day before Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving Eve, they inflate all the balloons. And it's apparently a spectacle that you can go and watch. Like, it's just about as well as t- attended as the parade itself. Oh, that'd be fun to watch. It, it takes like 90 minutes to fill up a balloon. Pretty quick, actually. Which, again, I really feel like when they release all the balloons, like, I know they release them upwards, but it would just be a lot funnier if they just kind of release them in the area. And so as you're walking past, you're like... Hey, did you see the parade the other day? Well, everybody could uh, do the chipmunk song a lot easier. It would be easier, yeah. So balloons. They're fun, but they also can blow up if you hit them into an electrical wire and they take a ton of helium. And uh, with that, we'll move on to not balloons, but another uh, Thanksgiving favorite for most people, uh, the leftovers. Okay. There's usually a lot of leftovers. There's no way. You can't make an appropriate amount of food. You have to have about four weeks of leftovers. That is the tradition. And because of having so many Thanksgiving leftovers, it actually led to an invention. Tupperware. No. The shake weight for men. It gave birth to the TV dinner, frozen dinner industry. Okay. Because one of the companies that was, you know, at Butterball, where most people can buy turkeys from, Yep. They they had a few too many turkeys left over. Dead ones, I think, is a... Is a uh... In 1953, someone at Swanson, they horribly miscalculated the level of American appetite for a Thanksgiving turkey. Because also ham is important. Yes. How many tons of turkey were they left with? It was sitting in 10 refrigerated railroad cards. I'm glad they had them all at one place. A buttload is a universe volume. You want weight? Yeah, how many tons of frozen right. turkey did they have left? How many tons of turkey do you think could fit in 10 refrigerated railroad cars because they're also probably stacked to the brim yes because you don't get 10 if you can fit it in five yeah all right let me one second you gotta look up the average size of a railroad car yes i am they are commonly 50 feet six inches by nine feet four inches by 10 feet 10 inches really (laughs) just make them just make them like I don't know. 50 feet by 9 feet. By 10 feet. Why? This is dumb. Okay, so that's not helpful. Well, the invention of the frozen dinner, while you continue to do math, was a uh, Swanson salesman, Gary Thomas, who was inspired by the trays of pre-prepared food served on airlines. So they ordered 5,000 aluminum trays and made a pretty straightforward meal of turkey, cornbread, cornbread dressing, and gravy, peas, and sweet potatoes. And recruiting an assembly line of women with spatulas and ice cream scoops, Thomas and Swenson launched the TV dinner at a price of 98 cents. Okay, so the volume, if we assume that each turkey is a sphere, then that's four-thirds pi r to the third. What's the rate? Sorry, continue. Okay, that's uh, 98 cents in 1953, by the way, a little bit more. 
in today's dollars. But it hit with immediate success. In the first full year of production, 1954, 10 million frozen turkey dinners were sold. That's a lot of turkey. That's, yeah. That's just a lot of turkey. The, the original marketing campaign for TV's dinners was, and this is not great because this was 1953, let's remember that. A typical magazine ad showed a stylish woman wearing a smart green suit, a pert feathered hat, and black gloves taking a TV dinner out of a grocery bag. Wait, they were they 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 acknowledged something smart about a woman? Let me finish this paragraph first. Taking a TV dinner out of a grocery bag. In the background sits her smiling husband in a tan suit and bow tie, comfortably reading his newspaper. The copyright line for this bit of Ozzy and Harriet Heaven reads, "I'm late." But dinner won't be mm. 1950. Well, I was probably 54 by the time the magazine around. I had an ad for it. So getting off of that, I'm assuming that there is approximately okay. 9,900 turkeys in each boxcar. How many, how many tons is that? Well, so the density of a turkey is now what I'm trying to figure out. I'd say average pound is like 15 to 20 that you see in stores. Okay, that is very helpful. So let's go with, say, 17. Okay. And then times 10 boxcars. I'm getting 841 and a half tons. 841 and a half? Yeah, 841.5 tons. You're close. A little overestimated. Uh, 260 tons. That's a little bit overestimated, yeah. I think I, maybe I forgot to carry the one. Well, this was also, you know, 1953. The turkeys might have been smaller. We didn't have all those steroids to give them. That's fair. We are saving them up for the baseball players. Yeah. Yeah, so a little bit overestimated. Got it. Uh, by the way, today, yeah. the uh, annual frozen dinner market is $1.2 billion. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, it's it's very convenient, especially when you get home at 11 p.m. and feel like, you know what? I should probably eat dinner before going to bed. Just throw some P.F. Chang's, frozen P.F. Chang's in a pot and you're good. I mean, that's what I'm doing immediately after this. That's that's my lunch. And it, it is very good. It comes with the, like the all the spices. I don't need to do anything. I just need to clean a pan. That's fine. So I guess thank you to Butterball. And, and Swenson for uh, horribly or really whoever was in charge of that for probably accidentally hitting a zero. Yes, they probably actually, I think I know what happened. They followed my math. Oh, you said 200 tons? I did 800 tons. They had 10 refrigerator railroad cards show up and they were like, what, what? Dude, we said one. We needed one car. Yeah, one zero. No, 1.0. Oh. oh, shit. Okay, I thought that was a smudge. <laughs> That's not on me. Yeah, also, what was I going to say? There were words that were going to come out of my mouth and my brain just went, nope. You, you, you want to wrap it up here? No, because there was something I was going to say. You know what? I'll remember when we're finished recording, just like I'll remember what the question we asked previously was. Fun fact, buttload is an actual unit of measure. That might be my question next week is, is how much is a buttload? Because it, it, it's fantastic. Uh, anyway, thank you for listening to the Hats All We Know podcast. I don't know what the announcer voice is for. Um, thank you for listening to the Hats All We Know podcast with your hosts, David and Chris. Hopefully you enjoyed this special Thanksgiving episode. We are sorry that we didn't release it ahead of Thanksgiving so that you could listen to it while ignoring your family. Um, well, that way you could listen to it on your drive back after ignoring your family. Yeah, so that way, you know, you can get mad at us instead of your family. That's that's the real goal here, is we're here for you to get mad at us and forget about what your uncle said. I'm just assuming that's that's the general... Seems like a safe assumption. If you didn't enjoy this episode, share it with your uncle. Maybe he will. If you did enjoy it, you can follow us on social media at Hats All We Know on Twitter and Instagram and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or just subscribe on any other podcast to uh, keep up when we release episodes. We are still a five-star rated podcast. Oh, I forgot that I made the exclamation mark a top hat. I don't think uh, we had that many puns this episode. We'll wrap it up with uh, one bad pun by David. Oh, by the way, you know the Native American Squanto? Yeah. That's not his name. Oh. Uh, it's Tisquantum. Hmm.
but the the Pearsons were just like, no, that's Squanto. That works better for us. Uh, yeah, that wasn't anything for the podcast. That was just, I found that hilarious. Hopefully you enjoyed this episode. Uh, I know for the rating systems, usually it's out of five stars, but hopefully if you enjoyed this, you'd give us a pure 10 on a one to 10 scale. Have fun.